The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I called the pastor where I got saved, and I said, Pastor Ron, I got this invitation to come back to corn, you know, and he's like, just shocked me. He's like, Brian, I've been praying for this for four years. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm like, this is, this is him. And he, you know, he didn't save me just for me, he saved me to, to be a light. Next, lead guitarist for Korn explains how God led him to rejoin the band he left after coming to faith. James Robinson, Betty and I are thrilled to have you. I'm not going to introduce my guest. Just cut to him right quick. Show, show us a shot of who we're going to come. There you go. That's the new hairstyle we're coming out with. <laughs> yes. Now listen to me. You see this guy right here? Not eyes wide shut, but eyes wide open. Uh, this is a, a, an incredible musician, a rock musician. His name is Brian Welch. He's with a group called Corn. And he was here nine years ago. He got saved. He got delivered. He got set free from all kinds of addictions. Now, now stay with me. Beth Moore, Wednesday's in the Word with Beth. You know, she's here for years and years, and she's just such a blessing. She watches life today. She, you know, she said, James, I was at home, and I stare at the show, and there's this guy with his hair and tattoos, <laughs> and I'm thinking, dear God, what's he doing there? And all of a sudden, you started talking to him, and you started talking about Jesus, and she said, James, I sat there captivated, and she said, I got so excited, and I was saying, thank you, God, that they're talking to somebody like Brian, and God, this is wonderful. She said, the minute the show was over, I get in my car, I drive to the bookstore, I buy his book, I read all of it before I went to bed that night, and she said, James, it was wonderful. That's how Beth Moore was impacted by Brian. Welch. Would you welcome Brian Welch to Life Today, buddy? Good to see you. Thank you. Good to see you guys again. When you were here, you had been set free, you'd been born again, you're having experience with the Lord, you had your little girl that you were now yeah. responsible for. She came right out here, came up here with you, such a doll. Now, nine years later, she doing all right now? She is. There's, I talk about in the book a lot of... Uh, hurdles that we had to jump through, you know, just growing up, the teenage years and everything, but she's doing great right now. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm good. I don't know why you guys didn't tell me all the all the trials and tribulations that I was going to go through right after I got <laughs> saved. <laughs> no. No, I've been through the ringer and uh, come out came out stronger, so I'm I'm really I'm really doing good. Well, you're back actually with the band. Yeah. And doing the rock music. Mm -hmm. And then you do talk to people about Jesus. Um, I, I mean, that's my life, mm -hmm. so that's just who I am, and he lives in me, and we're the house of God, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, so that just happens throughout the day. Um, yeah, I mean, me and the bass player are Christians, and, and so we, uh, we just sh we share whenever we're How we're do the other members treat you? If they're not professing faith in Christ, how do they treat you and your well, bass player? Well, I think everyone's kind of open. And, uh, you know, um, it's more about just us doing our thing, and they treat us great, other than a couple side jokes that they call our bus, our tour bus, the Holy Roller Bus, because we <laughs> ride together. So other than that, it's great. It's like everyone's, everyone's just mature, and, and it's all about the music and, and, you know, whatever makes us happy and, you know, and healthy. 
All right, eyes wide open. What do you want people to get from the book? What, what do you want them to get from your story? Um, it's basically, the last time me and my daughter were here, she was, uh, she was nine years old, and um, you know, I, had, I was just getting going with my life in Jesus. And uh, so basically the book starts off there, and it ends up with me back in corn and um, doing what we're doing now. But it was, it was really controversial what happened, you know, with me going back to corn. And uh, so it's just, I had, I had to put it in the book because there's too much, there's too many details, you know? And there's a lot, it was just, I got a lot of hate from Christians. Not, not a lot, I think I got more support. I'm, I'm sure I got more support than hate, but it was real controversial. And, well, some um, people don't understand it and they didn't understand why Jesus would talk to uh, sinners and why he would be in a Pharisee's house of all places with a prostitute kneeling at his feet. It's not real good for the preacher's reputation. Right. And especially the guy that says, you see me, you see the Father. And what are you doing in there with that Pharisee and that prostitute? And you, you know, you're a glutton and a wine-bibber. You hang out with all these sinners. You must have been a little bit like Jesus doing all this stuff, really. But see, people don't understand that because we try to reduce Christianity down to some kind of a box, yeah. some kind of a place where we actually end up covering Christ. So I, I think, and by the way, I've been blessed to know many of the entertainers pretty well. And I've always encouraged them to continue doing what they're gifted to do, but to be a light wherever they are in the darkest place. The light can shine the brightest. Yeah. You can still do that. You don't have to compromise. Uh, and you can be a witness to people that otherwise wouldn't hear. Is that what you're trying to do? Exactly. Well, the main thing with me is I'm, I'm one of those, like, just sometimes when I, I crave loneliness like I mean I love to get alone it's not loneliness to me well Jesus it's, did that a lot yeah. too yeah yeah and so I, I I'm like one of those like Christian monks or something and I just go <laughs> away and I'm just like I soak it up so you know I'm not I'm not perfect by no means but but that's my life that's what I love to do and so it, it took a little bit of um you know leading by the Lord to get me back into the, the corn thing because I didn't want to go you know that's, that's a big in the midst of a lot of people all the time yeah, and it's like you—it's a big train to get on too. That band tours a lot, and so I was—I I liked being home. I like going to my my same bed, you know. And I did go through financial difficulties and challenges and challenges with my daughter and everything. But I was—I was still fine, you know. I was still strong in Jesus, and He was taking care of me. So, but but once uh, I ended up at a concert actually, I took—I was on tour with a band called Pod. And we had two days off, and they played at a big rock festival. And my band couldn't play there because we weren't big enough. And I went there, and Corn was playing. I reconciled with the guys. They brought me on stage for one song. I was like, you know, what's the harm in that? It'll be fun. And next thing you know, I got a call a couple weeks later, and them asking me back. And I said, no. I was like, you know, I'm doing my own thing. Thank you. I love you, and it's great to see you. But, And then God just started, kept knocking on my heart, you know, and... And once, once I got some counsel, I called the pastor where I got saved, and I said, Pastor Ron, I got this invitation to come back to Corn, you know, and he's like, just shocked me. He's like, Brian, I've been praying for this for four years. <laughs> and I'm like, Pastor Ron. <laughs> and next thing you know, you know, I called a couple other people that I trusted, and next thing you know, I'm like, this is, this is him. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, he didn't save me just for me. He saved me to, to be a light. And so that's what I'm doing. And the bass players are Christian, and other people on the crew are Christians too. So it's like, they're everywhere. Christians are everywhere. <laughs> and I don't care what people say. You know, there's, 
there, there's some incognito Christians, but they're <laughs> everywhere. And because you start talking about it, and they'll they'll come up to you, you know, and they'll be like, "Hey, I, I believe what you do. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going, man." And so it's it's really cool to see. You know what? I just found myself sitting here praying while you were talking, and that is that you would ask the group, and they may be watching, saying, "Hey, group, how are you?" Um, say, "Hey, guys." You know, kind of my story's out. You know, the book's, book's out there on a the table with all the T-shirts, which it ought to be, and say, could I just say a word? The man, we're all here with family. But I met a father yeah. that's really looking for the family that he wants us to be. And I found him, and he's awesome. And, you know, one of the things I said, I used to witness on all the parking lots. I even witnessed to Hell's Angels, the whole big club. And I said, uh, just remember, and this is how I closed. One night a man walked in and just recommended Jesus. Good night, I'd walk away. You cannot believe the hundreds of people got saved by just hearing that. So just pray and ask them, could I just say that, guys? Yeah. Because I'm part of you. Yeah. <laughs> but I just kind of want to say a parting word. Yeah. Let me have a parting shot. And you just keep moving, and I guarantee you, you'll win thousands and thousands against Christ. Yeah. Pray about that. Tell our audience some of the things that are in the in the book, some of the, the struggles you went through since you became a Christian. You said we didn't do a good job telling you, you know, what you, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this journey is not a nice little. Well, I roses. think it's important yeah. too because a lot of times when people do get saved, they think, well, everything's going to go smooth now, no more problems. You know, I'm a Christian. Well, really, the journey just began begins when yeah. you become a Christian, you know. Yeah, the I, I started learning pretty quickly that, you know, you start reading the Bible and and uh, you know what God is out to do is to get Christ in you formed. Christ and he, formed in us, and He forms Christ in us through really good, happy uh, times too, but also a lot of pain and uh, and you know. It's just, it's like the fire produces gold, you know. It gets tried, our faith gets tried in the fire, and then we come out shiny like gold. And um, fire's hot. Sure. <laughs> it will, it will hurt. real comfortable sometimes. And, you know, negative circ circumstances. You know, I was like, God, I just want to have so much faith, and I just, you know, I want to walk like like Jesus walked as much as I can on the earth. And, and uh, give me more faith. Next thing you know, two years later, uh, like, $2.5 million was gone, and I was like getting sued by five people. <laughs> Lord, I need a, and I would look at a scripture and it'd say, if you had food and clothing, be content with that. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm losing my house. But if you have food and clothing, oh, oh yeah, that's faith. You're teaching me faith right now. You're providing, even though I lost my Beamer and my 22 inch rims. <laughs> um, you're providing through this. And so, yeah, it was, it was strength. And so now I walk through that stuff, and it's just, you know, I got new, new levels of trials, but it was all good. I thank God for all that stuff that I walked through, all the pain and all the suffering and all the lawsuits and, and, and the bankruptcy and everything. And he just showed me no matter what happens, it comes like a big monster to you, like everything's going to fall apart, and everything ends up okay afterwards, it's like every time. So it's just... It's awesome. If we could just see that if you actually put the clay of our life in the potter's hand, I mean, you know, you don't have to be some master artist to understand you can mess with clay. Yeah. You can shape stuff. But when you put it in the master's hand, the master craftsman potter, 
and he begins to apply the pressure, it's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. But what's the purpose? And you said it's the first thing that came out of your mouth when you started that little testimony of that journey. You said he's shaping Christ in us. Yeah. He's forming Christ he's in us. He's actually doing that. So like, in other words, all of the pressure that comes, and I've, I've said this over and over, and there are a lot of things I'm, I'm comforted by Jesus kept telling the same thing over and over, sometimes from a different view, a different story. But if you are in the master's hands, the father's hand, then the pressure that will come, and it's sure to come, it's certain to come, it's either coming from his shaping hands or it's filtered through his fingers. That's so it good. doesn't matter if That's it's so the enemy good. throwing the darts yeah. or if it's God just shaping you up yeah. or the enemy like refiner's fire, you said, or iron sharpening iron. That's mm -hmm. friction. You can't sharpen a blade without friction. And that's not comfortable. It's why the oil of the Holy Spirit will alleviate some of the friction yeah. and make it more tolerable. That's so good. But you are you're going through that. And see, the very fact that you're back here, when we saw each other, you know, been nine years, but we're friends. We're family. You knew you sat with family tonight, right? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, you feel it. It's the spirit of, it's just genuine, you know, and it's real, it's real refreshing. And I could talk to your band. They'd receive me, wouldn't they? Yeah, totally. I want to talk to all the rockers. You know, I've, been wanting, I've been wanting to talk to Madonna about, you know, you know, daddy being a preacher, but hey, about father. He's better. He's the bigger one. This father. And Madonna, you're gifted. But if you could just know and love the fathers. Don't say daddy don't preach. Listen to me. I'm trying to help you. And see, I really look at all these talented people. They don't even realize the gifts that God's given them. Yeah. You know, when you see these people that have been successful, do they even realize the gift God gave them? Yeah. And what if they turned it over to God? You've done that. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I know you've been through trials. And you talk about, he's talking about the trials and the book's exciting. It's like when Beth Moore says, I got the book and I didn't put it down I read the whole book. That means there's something there of value. And this is going to be the same way. I mean, you got Alice Cooper talking about what you are, Scott Hamilton talking about it, Lacey Sturm talking about it, Lacey's been here. I mean, this, Eric Metaxas, Eric's one of my I best buddies. Metaxas. Eric wrote Bonhoeffer. He wrote Amazing Grace yeah. about Wilberforce. It became a book. Eric's talking about this guy. Get the book. All right, would you say thanks to this incredible, I believe, miracle of God who's willing to go on? What, what, what's your heart long for right now? What do you want God to do? in your journey. I know you want him to bless your daughter yeah. and for her to get stronger and stronger in the Lord. And I know you're doing good, honey, and we love you. You're such a dog. You're so beautiful and precious. And just know that we're all with you. What do, what do you want God to do? What's the longing of your heart right now? Um, I want him to just do wild things on the earth. I want him to display himself. I want um, just with signs and wonders and really encounter people. You know, I want him to... Uh, I just want him to pour out more visions and dreams for people. And, you know, I, that's it. Because you encounter, I was saying it when we were eating dinner, when you encounter God, he's irresistible. Yeah. And some, a lot of people don't want him. But as soon as they touch, like, it, it, when you get touched by God, you never be the same. That's right. So mm -hmm. I just, that's my heart is that I want God to touch him, people himself. I want him to just do wild things. <laughs> you know what I'm seeing when you're talking, and I, I just I see I see the scriptures, and I just saw that woman with that issue of blood that no doctor could cure, and it's flowing all the time. And she reached out and touched him. Now think about this: there's scores of people, if not hundreds, around him, and she just touched him. And he said, "Who touched me?" Because he felt virtue go out. Yeah. In other words, his manifest presence and power 
flowed toward. She was immediately healed. Yeah. Her world changed. And so what I hear you literally crying out for is that I want people to reach out and touch him and touch him with such a, a, a reach of faith, of longing, of need, that when you touch him, that virtue, that release comes. That's what happened to you, isn't it? Yeah. Something came in that's there forever. Yeah. And this new shaping process occurred even in the midst of pressure you didn't understand. And he pursued me. Mm. Like when I look back, he really pursued me. And that's what I, it was like the hand of God coming after me. And once, once I, I felt that, I was like, whoa, I want this. I want, and that's my prayer is that he just does that with And you want it for others. And, you yeah, want it for want, others. Yeah. Here you are with this talent. Here you are with this ability to go on and walk through the pressure and the storm and be back with corn, and I'm still unshakable because I'm in Christ, I'm in shaped. But now, what if somehow you're able to take it one step further and release that river out toward all those kids and all those people? Yeah. And, and your band, just watch. They'll start seeing such amazing results from that release through you. It'll come right back on them. I believe that with all my heart. So I'm, I'm so in seeds. You get that? Yeah. See what I'm trying to do? I'm looking through Jesus. He's up here with you on that stage. He's looking, he's loving every one of those kids. Mm-hmm. He said, I know some of you never had a dad. You never had a home. You never knew my life. You don't think you don't look good. I just, I'm crazy about you. I want you to get to be crazy about me. The best thing ever happened to you. See that? Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, totally. You know what's cool? Being in the entertainment industry and everything again, like I am, he really is in there moving. Mm-hmm. And it is happening. Yes, he is. You know what I mean. And there's there's a lot of uh, just believers that are that are out there in the in the media, in the television, sure. the movies. And a I lot mean, of good look things at, happen. It's like you said, Alice Cooper. You know, and there's sure. a guy, guy did a great work there. Iron Maiden. There's all these metal bands sure. out there that, that have believers, and it's really encouraging too. You know, but um, but well, yeah, I'm excited. You pray for me. We we'll pray for you. We're family, right? Yes. We're, yes. we're family. Yeah. All the way. I hey, love would you, guys. you say thanks to uh, Brian Wells and thanks to God? The book's in the bookstores. You go online and get it. I suggest you do it. I tell you what, if you'll just open your eyes right now, and this is this is the first chance you get to see, can I do what James just talked about? What Brian talked about. Look through the eyes of God, see a situation, and say, okay, God, what do you want to do through me? What's the river? What's the love you want to pour through me on what I see? Watch. Just watch. And then let God do what he wants to do. He will. In rural Africa, it is extremely rare to find a mother who has not lost at least one child before their fifth birthday. And what makes their loss so unbearable? is a majority of their children's deaths could have been prevented. I mean, truly, if I think about it, I don't think I would would ever see that Uh, when I come to a country like this and walk into a place like this and I've got this precious little baby laying here, laying here so fragile, so tiny, and she is dying because she has no food. It's ridiculous when I think about it and to, to, to also know that they're there's a solution. There's a solution. I, I, I. 
having little or no food can be devastating for a young child whose immune system has not fully developed. The lack of nutrients can lead to severe malnutrition, resulting in critical weight loss, skin diseases, mental impairment, and if not treated in time, death. This little child was born in February and uh, died in May. Died in May. Right there in that cemetery area where we're bowing by those graves. Betty and I got to go and see school after school of singing children. And they would sing praises to God. And I remember after we had gotten them on their feet and we were trying to make sure everybody stayed healthy and could work. One of the school principals walked out with a missionary and said, well, now that we're okay, are you... Are you never coming back to check on us? And it was right where they'd been burying all these kids, and now we've been listening to the kids that have had their health restored, and it's a few years later, and they're singing, and they're in school. And I said, no, we're, we're, we just came to rejoice with you, but we're not going to forget you. And Betty, what we're doing now, because the viewers like yourself who look and you see a need, and you say, we're going to stop that death cycle, and we're going to stop the weeping over the little children and we're going to give them a future because we're going to give them food and 30, 50 or a hundred dollars feeds three, five or 10 children for months. And, and you've been doing it and you've been doing it for years and we've been saving millions of lives. Now, Betty, we're going to start feeding even more at schools <clears throat> because everywhere we get it stabilized, if we can feed them in school, they keep coming to school. And, and especially the girls. The girls tend not to come because it's kind of their typical manner that they'll start trying to do some work when they still need to be going to school. And they're so helpful. They've got such a precious heart. So what we're asking you to do now is help us feed several hundred thousand, 400,000 that we've got located in feeding centers, but also to help us feed at schools. And we can feed an entire school, say an average of 140 kids, for three months for $1,400. For $5,600, we can feed a school for a year. And we just believe that some of you looking in and seeing through the eyes of God and what he's put in your heart, I can do that for those kids for the next months. I can feed them for $1,400, or I can do it for a year. We'll do it. I believe you'll want to do it because God's enabled you to do it. He put it in your heart to do it, and you're going to do it. You're going to be his hands. You're going to be the answer to the need, the answer to the prayer of mothers that see their children in such need. And I rejoice with you. But there's some of you who'll say, but you know what? When they get stabilized, I want to keep them in school. I want to sponsor a school for a year or for several months. Whatever you can do, you do it. Go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card, or you can dial the number, use that bank card, or if you want to write a check, make it to life, but call us and tell us you're mailing it, and then put it in the mail. And we have gifts to send you to help you in your spiritual journey. And this is a phenomenal gift. You are living your destiny. That's what God wants. That's why we're here. We're here for kingdom life. We've lost our life in your purpose, God, and we find it. And that really is the only place you'll find it, is in his kingdom purpose. So we want to bless you. And these women are so gifted that you'll see who the teachers are. We want to pass this on to you and say thank you 
for giving life. Thank you for giving people a future, opportunity, even encouraging their education. Lifetoday.org or dial the number. Make the gift God puts on your heart. You'll be blessed and you will be a blessing. In remote and impoverished areas of Africa, families are suffering, facing death by starvation, and those hit the hardest are the children. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, ready to feed and care for these children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With all of our previous reserves gone and Southern Africa facing its worst drought and food shortage in years, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children counting on us. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Please also consider a special gift of $1,400 to help sponsor a school and help feed 140 children for three full months. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you the brand new audio series, Living Your Destiny. Hear five outstanding Bible teachers and women of faith share how to live the life God destined for you. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive The Longing in Me by Sheila Walsh and Unashamed by Christine Kane. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more, be sure to request Majesty, our 2016 commemorative bronze sculpture. Please call, write, or go online today and make your gift of life to help feed and care for hungry children. I believe with all my heart, if you reached out and said, I'm going to feed those kids, or I'm going to do something about that school, I'm going to give them a whole future. And those missionaries are going to be given eternity, a destiny. You'd like to have the book? I know you get in the bookstore. Some of you have already gone online. I'm glad. You're going to get one for a friend, but we'll send it to you. Just say, I'd like to have Brian's book. Would you send it to me? Because I want to live with my eyes wide open. I want to look and see what God sees. Mm. And I really believe that's what it means, Brian, with our eyes wide open, we see it the way he sees it. Yeah. Because honestly, there was that movie, Eyes Wide Shut, in that book. Yeah. I think most people live with eyes wide shut. They don't see anything. Yeah. And, and this, this, this is powerful if people get that. I hope you do. We'll send it to you. You just help us take care of those kids. Would you say thanks to Brian? Brian, appreciate you, Brian. Thank you so much. Really, very much. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank all of you for watching. Check out our website, stream.org. It's to help you have understanding of how we deal with the issues we face. Thanks for watching. In his new book, The Stream, James Robison charts a clear path to personal revival and spiritual revolution in our culture, values, morals, and in government. Reverend Samuel Rodriguez says The Stream is a Christ-centered, Bible-based prescription for these troubled times. 
Dr. Ben Carson says this important book points out many ways that we can use our lives to preserve those freedoms that made America great. The Stream, available now online and at retail bookstores. Next week on Life Today, author, teacher, and speaker Anne Graham Lotz challenges you to pray in a way that moves heaven and changes nations. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.